Welcome to episode four of Friends Fit 40s. In this episode, you are going to hear about nutrition. We're going to talk about what has worked for us. We're going to give you some resources that you can find what's going to work for you. And of course, you're going to have some homework. Get ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mellenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms in the Midwest who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. By novice, read no clue. And our fitness budget is teeny tiny. So we are figuratively climbing a steep mountain. And someday we are really going to climb that mountain. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Boy, have we had some of those. But we have learned a ton, and we want you to hear all about our mistakes as well as our celebrations. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to join our journey. Learn with us, laugh with us, and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. So, welcome to Friends Fit 40s, episode four. Four. We're talking about nutrition, folks, today, um, because that is a really big part of fitness. I mean, we talked about the gym and the running and the treadmill but the bigger part of fitness is really nutrition it's how you feel your body yes absolutely and so you can go and you can lift weights until the cows come home but if you're doing that and you're eating m&ms and drinking soda all day it's not gonna work it's not gonna work as well as you want it to right (laughs) (laughs) right right so yeah so we're gonna talk about nutrition because that was one of the things that we did in order to make some of those big changes that we've been making. Yep. And fortunately for us, that's kind of one of Steph's superpowers. You know, now she's not studying nutrition currently, but she went to school. Remember all those years of school she went to? A good chunk of those was in nutrition. And so she's got that background yeah. um, and she she has that place for us to start from. So, yeah. So of my 24 years of college, uh, seven years I spent studying nutrition. So micronutrients, macronutrients, how the body metabolizes food, all that fun stuff were things that I lived and breathed every day. And I loved it. So there was there's a lot to think about with that. This is what I've learned kind of in a nutshell. Nutrition is an evolving field. That means tomorrow morning, it's going to look different than what it looks today. Uh, Research is ongoing about many, many, many aspects of nutrition. And the research studies typically look at teeny tiny parts. They're looking at these little bitty teeny tiny nutrients that are in foods and how they impact a certain part of your body or a certain system in your body. And so our job is to think about how do we put all these things together? And that is hard. I mean, we've got to constantly be translating this information to a bigger picture. So I have learned that the more I learn about nutrition, the more I don't know. And I've also learned, though, that this is a tackleable topic. That means this is something we can wrap our brains around. We can learn about it and we can become better at it with the understanding that tomorrow 
we might be rethinking these things again. And you know what? That's okay. So one of the places that I'm going to point out to you all is the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Uh, This website is eatright.org. It is going to be posted in our show notes as well. The reason why I'm throwing this out there to you guys is because this is a really good, solid site of current information and research about nutrition. The MyPlate guidelines are going to be your basic guidelines. If you want to think about calibrating what you're doing with what the national guidelines are in nutrition, that's the place to go. It's kind of the vanilla. It's kind of the boring aspects of eating. However, I think that it's a really good place to get good, solid nutrition information. So that's my big note for you all today. Also, here's another thing that I need to throw out there. Just note that I enjoy eating cake and pie and chocolate and wine and all those things. So an understanding of nutrition and studying nutrition for seven years doesn't mean that I am executing all of these strategies to maximize my wellness. We are not eliminating all the yummy foods, okay? It's all about balance because those yummy foods are part of life. They are part of life. And there's nothing better than crashing a Thanksgiving dinner by telling your entire family that you're studying nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) Might have happened a few times. Just know that even when we know these things, it's okay to feed ourselves food for enjoyment too. About a couple of years ago, I was grocery shopping and I came upon that magazine rack at the very front where I found this Time Magazine special edition. It was called The Science of Weight Loss. And actually, you can still order this on Amazon. And I found this to be a very interesting magazine altogether. One of the things I loved about it was that each of the articles was written by somebody completely different. And so I felt like I was getting a wide variety of different kinds of research and ideas. So I picked it up to try to figure out some of the most current things thinking in weight loss and nutrition. And I remember when Stephanie got this magazine because she's like, hey, Laura, I got this really awesome magazine. It talks about all these different diet plans. And and I don't want to say diet. That's the tagline. I want to say um, lifestyle lifestyle changes. There you go. Yeah, that's our, yeah, that's our word. Because a diet is something that you do for a little bit and then you stop. Right. Like this is we're we're out for doing some sustainable living. Yes. So. Sustainable living. That's exactly it. So one of the really cool articles in here is all about wine and how wine can add to your nutrition, not in a bad way. Hey, that yep. works. Yep. So we then had a glass of wine while we were reading the rest of the magazine. But one of the first articles in the magazine is this Why Your Diet Isn't Working article, which I absolutely loved. It's by Alexandria Sifferlin. And basically, the premise of this article is that people respond to diets in different ways. So what works for Laura does not necessarily work for me. I mean, light bulb, hello. Right? I mean, that's probably why some of those things you're trying aren't working. Yeah. And so if you're going to get on the bandwagon with your best friend, your best friend may be losing all kinds of weight, feeling great, and you may be feeling like, what is she doing that I'm not? Right. And so this is where, you know, we both did the same fitness plan, but our nutrition plans that we followed are a bit different. Yeah. 
So I love this article, Why Your Diet Isn't Working. Um, it actually looks at diets over the decades, different ways that we can think about food intake, and also looked at some of the most research, most current research coming out of that Biggest Loser study that happened. Mm. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it was one of uh, the major studies that came out after folks on the Biggest Loser lost so much weight, and then large percentage of them were found to gain back that weight and have an even lower metabolism as a result. And that's not what we want, folks. So we will post a link to this special edition of this Time magazine in our show notes. And if you are interested in more information about what's in there, you are more than welcome to click on that link and order yourself a copy. Once again, we are not getting paid to promote these things. We are not. Time does not even know we exist. (laughs) Nope, they don't. We are doing this all in a public teacher salary. You're welcome. So, Laura, let's talk about counting macros. Right. So, remember, we mentioned earlier that we didn't follow the same nutrition plan. What I found to work for me was counting macros. Now, you might be like, what does that even mean? I mean, I had the same question. Basically, it's not just counting your calories, but the macronutrients. So, those are the three largest nutrients from what I know about science and research. Those are the fats, your proteins, and your carbs. And so basically this lifestyle change involves you to set your macro numbers to meet your fitness goal. And so that's going to vary depending on if you want fat loss, muscle gain, or if you want maintenance. If you've, if you've lost the fat that you want to lose and you want to just stay there because that's a really big important piece. And I actually didn't even realize that until I dove right in. Typically, the protein percentage is higher than the fat and carbs, but it's also lean, healthy protein. So I do eat a lot of chicken, but I eat beef and other things too. And I don't make separate meals for my families. I think Mm, that was the big piece for me because we cook a lot and I could not be cooking something different for myself than I could for my family. Now, I might give myself some cauliflower rice Mm -hmm. instead of white rice because I need to have my carbs to be a little bit lower. And actually, I like the taste of cauliflower rice. So... I also use my fitness pal to keep track of my macros. It keeps track of both my calories and my macros. One thing I want to give a shout out to is the podcast Bicep After Babies. Amber Brzezicki, sorry, Amber, if I butchered your last name, it's kind of like mine. Um, She is awesome. And I learned so much about this lifestyle change by listening to her podcast. She takes you through it. If that's something you want to learn more about, I would definitely hop on over and listen to her. What I loved about counting macros is that I can have the cake and still lose weight because I just have to fit that cake right. into my daily goals. And so it's it's kind of about that moderation. So that's one thing that, that I loved about this lifestyle change. One thing that was difficult, though, was in the beginning, you really have to weigh your food mm-hmm. um, because you have to know how many grams of each carb, protein, and fat you're getting. But after I got used to that, it, it was no big deal. So, Laura, I remember when you first started... You didn't start just by cutting macros. What did you do first? So first, I really had to like log what I was eating, like figure Mm -hmm. out where are my calories coming from. And honestly, I liked a lot of like carby snacks. That's what I found I would go to in the afternoon. Because it's easy. It is. It is. And we're hungry at three o'clock. Yep. 
And so, but I, that's what got me to that picture in front of the Alamo, and I didn't like the way I looked. So right. it wasn't working for me. And so now I'm typically grabbing some some protein. It might be a protein bar, or it might be a cheese stick and some lean turkey meat. Something that is going to fuel my body, is going to fill me up, because protein tends to do that, and not put on the pounds that I didn't want. Because remember, I, I wasn't going to keep going in the direction I was going. Right. Okay. So you had to log your your diet into a MyFitnessPal? Yep. And there, there are other apps out there, and but that one to me is easy and user-friendly. Okay. And then you spent some time just figuring out where you were before you changed. It right. was kind of that breathing moment of, I'm going to honor, this is who I am today, and tomorrow I'm going to tweak it a little bit. So it wasn't like a crash difference. Nope. And then you spent a lot of time measuring food. And I remember you talking early on about how surprised you were at how much protein was in that four ounces or, you know, how much one ounce of carbohydrates were in something. So you really had to educate yourself a lot about the contents of each of the foods that you were eating. Right. And, you know, now I can really I can look at food and think do I want to spend, it's kind of like going to the store. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to spend my money? Do I want to spend my new, my macros on this sandwich bread? Is that really going to taste good? Or would I rather have like a salad and maybe save my carbs for later in the day? So it's kind of like that figuring out how you want to spend your nutrients for the day. And so something about Laura also is that she is an amazing cook. So when she was thinking about how she was going to count macros and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, she was figuring out how to do it so it also tasted really great, too. Right. Because it, life is not meant to go through eating things that taste bad, you yeah. know? Um, now, it doesn't mean you eat chocolate cake every day, but it means that the foods and the ingredients and the spices that you use are going to make your food taste good. Like. So we're going to work on curating some of those recipes that she's found on our page, friendsfit40s.com, so that you can get information about that as well. And we will make sure that we are updating all of Laura's fantastic recipes on there, as well as our Pinterest site. So we'll curate all of those things in those places for you all. So now while counting macros worked for me, Stephanie, you kind of went about it a different, different way. Yeah, so I had a history of counting calories in my uh, years studying nutrition. And so I kind of knew maybe portion sizes were a thing. Like I knew that the size of your fist is pretty much a four ounce breast of chicken. Like that was just kind of what had been ingrained in me or that one serving a chicken is a deck of cards. I knew your lean meats and all of those things. And it had gotten to the point where I, w- I was just tired of it. And so I decided to try intermittent fasting. Uh, This is one of those things that I read about in this time at magazine, but then had read about it in a lot of other places too. One of the most important things for me to research was how did this impact my metabolism? How did this impact my lean muscle mass? And what did my body do on my fasting days as opposed to my non-fasting days? I don't think that this is probably for everybody. In fact, I was telling a few of my other friends about my intermittent fasting and their 
their immediate response was, oh my gosh, like, I can't. Heck no. No, there is no way. But for me, it works really, really well. And so there are a variety of ways to do intermittent fasting. I recommend that if you're interested that you research it. I do two lower calorie intake days. For me, those days are Mondays and Thursdays, um, typically because on the weekends, I like to spend a little bit more time thinking about different kinds of foods that I want to eat. And my diet on the weekends tends to be a little bit different. So Mondays is a good day for me to reset. And Thursdays are a good day for me to, to do this to get ready for the weekend that's coming up ahead. And then the rest of the week, I eat sensibly. So my lower calorie days, I have to focus on fluids. So I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm drinking a a lot of sparkling water because I like sparkling water. I focus on proteins. I usually start off my day with two eggs and then eat a protein bar and some kind of uh, lean protein for a snack and then lots of vegetables as well. And then my other days, I'm also eating sensibly. That's the key. It really is. It's all about that balance because if it's kind of that 80-20 rule. I don't yes. know if you guys have heard about that. that That's you have a really to good eat, point. You have to eat healthy and sensibly 80% of the time and then 20% of the time you can have those kind of treats and extra snacks. So when you have a rough day or a rough morning, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to blow every other meal. Right. And you know what? Actually, Amber in, in the podcast, Bicep After Babies, talks about this. She talks about an all or nothing mentality. Like if you blow breakfast on a donut, that then you're going to eat like junk the rest of the day. Well, you don't have to be that way. Like you can hop back on the train and eat sensibly the rest of the day. It's, it's, she makes a good point. So that intermittent fasting has worked for me. Counting macros has worked for Laura. And these might work for you or maybe something else. But I suggest that you figure out kind of what your body responds well to. You research it. And then also you've got to consider your allergies, your specific health needs, your kidney function, those kinds of things as well as they kind of play into the kind of diets that we have. So we're going to talk about just three things that we have figured out in this nutrition eating process. One of these is that for almost everybody, fruits and vegetables are a big part of a healthy diet. Right. And, you you know, looking for fruits that are in season and vegetables too, getting fresh when you can right. because they taste good and they, they can actually taste just as good, you know, snacking in front of a movie as, you know, popcorn. Now, I'm not saying you never eat popcorn, but sometimes celery tastes really good, Stephanie. <laughs> it did last night. I had, we had a glass of wine, some celery, some carrots, and a really good cheese chunks that there you go. kind of rounded it all out. And that was our happy hour snack. It worked out really well. So fruits and vegetables are part of a healthy diet. We have also learned that you have to pay attention to portion sizes. Right. It's it's all about balance. And yeah. so you can't have, you know, your fats taking up most of your plate. Right. It's not going to work. You can't. And uh, you can't eat a whole bag of almonds <laughs> and expect to stay within your calorie. <laughs> Just because almonds are healthy. Right. Yeah. They have a lot of fat, too. So, yes. you know. And they come in, like, one tablespoon serving sizes. So check out your you nutrition label on the back. almonds right, before you, you eat them. I think, I think my almonds are in bags of 20. And then the last thing is focus on the foods and drinks that you enjoy in your diet and adding those to your day. So instead of thinking about all the things that you can't have, think about those things that you can have. One of the things that I remember Laura telling me at the very beginning is I'm counting my macros, Stephanie, and I still figured out how to eat ice cream today. I did. And you know what? <laughs> I actually, I sometimes put that half cup of ice cream, that serving of ice cream in my 
fitness log at the beginning of the day because then I've already accounted for those carbs and fat and then I can have that treat at the end of the day after I've been eating sensibly all day long. So great tip coming out of Laura. Log the one thing that you want. That's right. At the beginning of your day. On my Friday, the beginning of my day, I'm going to log in a glass glass of of wine. wine. (laughs) And so you can make that happen. Those are our tips and tricks for nutrition this week. We will certainly come back to nutrition. Most definitely. Because remember, it is a big part of that fitness. Yes. Okay, so guys, we've already talked about in this episode a little bit of background in nutrition because that is a big part of fitness. Stephanie gave you that great time article to check out. We've also talked about the kind of the lifestyle changes that work for both of us. They weren't the same. And and that's something that you might have to find out is that you might not be able to do the same thing your friend does. But you're wondering, how are they going to connect this eating to mindfulness? How are we going to do that, Laura? So actually, you know, we just finished the holidays, Stephanie, and man, did we have a good time. Right, right. You know, because we told you that we don't like abstain from those things. You know, we're going to no. enjoy the glass of wine. We're going to enjoy the chocolate. but And the cookies. Don't forget the cookies. Yep, yep. All those cookies <laughs> I made. Um, but perhaps we overdid it a little bit. And, and, you know, and honestly, we kind of noticed um, oh, in our workouts. Yeah. We were feeling that slug. That molasses was kind of seeping its way back because we weren't fueling our bodies properly. Yeah. So we really had to kind of be mindful about what we were putting in our bodies in order to get back on track. Because remember, we don't like feeling that molasses feeling. And also that idea of, okay, this is where I'm at today. Yeah. I haven't blown my whole life. I just had a good old time during the month of December. And during a December COVID, having a good old time is okay. Right. Because we got through 2020, folks. Right. That was a doozy. So, yeah, giving yourself grace that just because you did that doesn't mean you're completely off your track. Yes. And so we learned when we were indulging in all kinds of fun that perhaps next year we're going to add in a salad a day with all that. To kind of, you know, give it a little balance. Because, you know, as the old saying goes, everything in moderation. And we may have not quite been following that saying this month. But like I said, 2020, I think we had an excuse. Yes. So So next year, we have committed ourselves to, in November and December, adding salads and fruits and vegetables to all of the additional holiday fun. Daily. And we will report on that as to how that works next year. But in the meantime, we got ourselves back on track. Right. And and it's time for your weekly homework. Dun da da da. So we're gonna encourage you to go ahead and download either My Fitness Pal or another app. There are lots of free ones out there. You do not have to pay for one. We just both found My Fitness Pal to be really user friendly. Yeah, and I do like that. And, that's and I don't what we like. use the paid version or anything. Just nope, the standard version is fantastic. You may be old school. And want to write down your eating in a notebook. In a notebook. Of course you might. Yeah. You can find caloric intake for all of those things easy online. The thing that MyFitnessPal 
does that a notebook might not is calculate your macros yep. in a really quick way. And it, I mean, it adds up your, your daily calories without you having to do any yeah. math. So, so it is really nice. And what's great about it, too, is that you can just scan like barcodes. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can it's go and just little check tool. it out. Mm-hmm. It's got almost everything in there. So we want you to record everything you eat for a week or two. Note it. Write it down. Think about it. You don't have to change a lot right now. We're just taking a baseline entry of what it is that you're doing. And then that way, when you go to tweak and make some changes, it's not like you have all of a sudden woken up on a Monday and you're going to have to completely change every single thing that you know about life. And you're not allowed to eat any bread that day or something crazy like that. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're just going to notice where you're at. Um, and, And don't cheat yourself, folks. Don't not put in the Oreo cookies. If you have the Oreo cookies, go ahead and put them in. It might be eye opening to see, oh, I'm spending that much of my food money on a cookie, whether that be in the fat or the carb category. So it, it could be eye-opening. Yeah. It, for me, it better be a monster cookie, right? My it's food money, taste good. And, yeah, it's got to taste good. Mm-hmm. So one other thing that we want you to think about with your homework uh, is you've been working on finding that fitness pal. Maybe that's somebody that you just hang out with and, and work out with. You might be somebody that rocks it out going solo. So maybe it's just somebody you check in with. So we want you to kind of hone that down a little bit too. So you've been working out with three different people, that kind of thing. Start asking some of those people to do a little bit more with you. See what happens. Could they maybe do it multiple days a week? Maybe instead of just walking or running, maybe they want to try doing some lift workouts or some HIIT workouts. So ask your friend to do some workouts with you. Add some additional workouts in there. Write down what you eat. Enjoy your week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You You got got this. this.